Hi, this is uh, Pastor Mike Schooley, uh, just starting this podcast called From Here to There. This is the first episode uh, that we're going to give a try uh, today um, on Tuesday, July 21st. Uh, I'm glad that you're joining me, uh, whether you're listening to this while you're running or sitting on your back porch or um, in some other place. Uh, I hope this is helpful to you as you walk um, your faith journey in Jesus Christ. And so I just wanted to explain quickly what uh, the, the title is, From Here to There. Um, I use this in messages uh, now and then. It's a simple diagram um, of a line um, pointing upwards, um, heading, and there's a, there's a here section and uh, there's a there section. It's almost like uh, going into the mall and <clears throat> when they're open and <clears throat> looking at the uh, map and saying, you are here. Um, but the question is not necessarily always where you are, even though you need to know that. It's where you want to go. And so this idea from here to there is this idea that God is doing something in our life. He's taking us on a journey. He's developing us. He's growing us to become who we were designed to be. Like he has this beautiful picture that we are God's workmanship, we're God's poema, we're God, God's doing something in us. It's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's restoring what he naturally put in us, and we are going to there. That's what—that's where he wants us to go. And God is doing a work from wherever we are. See, the, the, the here is not as important as the there, because um, we all start from different here's. Um, some start uh, by growing up in the church. They, they went to church three days a week, and they've heard all the, the Christian stories on the flannel graphs. And some um, started when they're, they're going to youth ministry, going to youth group, and, and hearing... Um, just these talks on what it means to, to be a lover of Jesus Christ and to walk with him. For some listening to this, uh, you may be just wrestling through um, who God is and why um, something's happening in your life. And and some may even be um, antagonistic to, to this idea of faith and this idea of who God is. And yet someplace, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter what your, what your mistakes are, or what your past is. Um, God will take whoever is willing it doesn't matter where the here is, and if they will step, he will take them there. So this podcast is really about that journey of helping people um, move um, and partner with God to get to where God desires them to be. And we have a church term for that. It's called discipleship, um, being a disciple, um, being a follower. Um, the, the, the verse that we sometimes use is, come follow me, and he will... Uh, make us fishers of men, that he he will do a work. Um, and our one job in the whole from here to there thing is to really choose Jesus as our leader. Come follow me. And so that's the idea of this podcast, to help you uh, walk through that journey of discipleship so that you can get there. Um, we'll be doing two things as we get going with this podcast, or we're going to try a couple things at least. One is I want to I try just following up with this, the, the messages from Sunday. Um, sometimes we need to take some time to process. Uh, um, so sometimes I don't have time to go into um, things very deeply in some areas. And I just want to answer questions as well. And so hopefully you'll send me questions along the way. But I just want to lean into the message from Sunday, go a little deeper, um, turn it a little bit more in our mind, let it marinate um, a little bit. The second thing I want to do as we get going, and I'm not sure when I'll start this, is just to take some people, interview some people who have who are walking the journey from here to there um, some pastors, some leaders, some some people who could talk about discipleship or talk about scripture, and it'll be all sorts of different versions of of who we will interview. But I just want to sit down, ask them a few questions about their journey, about um, some of those issues that we're facing um, in our world and in our life, and just to lean in and a- and ask them questions of of their story and 
um, how we view um, certain topics. And the topics will change. Maybe we'll talk about racism some weeks. We'll talk about um, the church leadership. We'll talk about uh, multiplication, starting new churches. We'll talk about uh, marriage. We'll talk about family. We'll talk about um, foster care and adoption in that section. And we'll, we'll just kind of sit down and download in some areas uh, and try to learn from each other about uh, just becoming all that God wants us to be in all sorts of different ways and different areas. Because following Jesus, um, when he invites us to, to do that, it will transform every area of our lives. And it's not always uh, easy, um, but it's always good. And so uh, this last Sunday, I was uh, walking through uh, the series. Uh, we're, I think we're on week three of Filtered. And we, we pivoted a little bit. We changed direction um, from the filters that we wear um, to the filters to this week, we talked about the filters that we use to um, kind of look at all the information that is flying at us at various times. So you just think about this this time in our world, the last six months, and how much information and opinions and thoughts and ideas from um, the COVID virus to whether we wear masks to how will schools work. Um, to the science of the virus, to the science of other things, politics, the the right versus the left debate, news articles are flying at us. We have racism and Black Lives Matter and um, riots. We have economic issues and we have um, different uh, church issues of meet and don't meet. This is how you meet. We have uh, even talking about sports and and we are covering a whole, like, it's not like we're drinking out of a faucet. Um, there is a fire hose of information um, coming at us. And that's not even including all the things that you um, privately are ha- facing in your life. You know, maybe you have relationship st- struggles that you have or job issues or or you have a boss that's uh, that you struggle with. Maybe you have kids that are are, are, are rebelling, or maybe you have kids that have trauma in their life and you're trying to walk them through that tough, those tough things. And, um, the, I don't know if there's a, another time in our history that we've had more ideas and thoughts flying at us. And, you know, the question becomes what filter do we use to figure out what is the truth? How can, how are we supposed to see these things? Is, is there we, we talk about this. Um, the, the word is worldview, uh, um, and if you want a simple definition of worldview, it's the lens through which we look at all that's happening in our world. And so we every single person has a lens. Um, hence why when we when we talk to people, we'll hear different stories, or we'll 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 have the same news article and we'll see it um, written in four different ways. Um, we will see different viewpoints of the same thing. And a lot of times those things are written through this idea of worldview. They have certain beliefs. They have certain, usually worldview um, has to deal with specific areas. Um, It it covers everything. But a lot of times worldview will will partly flow out of the the major questions of our life. Uh, Where do we begin? What happens after we die? What is the purpose of life? What are we here for? Um, what's right or wrong? And so out of those questions, and there's other ones too, flows worldview. And so um, everyone has one. Every movie has a worldview. Every book has a worldview. Every article um, is written from a worldview. Every Everything on social media is a worldview issue. And so 
we as followers of Jesus Christ who are traveling from here to there have to be able to decipher to, uh, maybe a great uh, word that you may want to write down or, or at least uh, um, just think about is discern. We have to discern how do we see these issues? How do we look at the, the myriad of things flying at us? And I, I want to, this is the verse I use Sunday. I'll be using a lot of the same verses. Um, sometimes I forget them as I'm sharing. But uh, this is this is the section of scripture. Jesus is talking. He says, talking to some people who are doing things their way. They're, they're rebelling against what God really wanted. He says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. All right, there are people who live in that uh, part of life that they they don't even know it, and it's not like um, they're choo- they are choosing it, but they don't even know they're choosing it, um, that they're living their life in a way that is underneath the leadership of the devil. Um, and this is what he says about the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning. He's a destroyer. He he wants to kill. He, God wants us to take us to there, um, from here to there, where Satan wants to stop you from getting to there. It's always been his, his plan is to stop you from getting there. He says he doesn't hold, and here's the word, to the truth, for there is no truth in him. There, there's When he lies, he speaks his native tongue, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So he's saying about Satan and the spiritual battle that we're waging, that, that Satan is the he, his chief tool that he uses, one of the characteristics, that main characteristics that he has on his way to destruction is lying, deceit, misconstruing the truth. And so when we are looking at Satan working around us in our life, we, we, we can pretty much guess that some of what we're seeing and hearing is not truth. There are lies in there. There are, there are things that aren't, and I'm not talking about blatant lies. I'm talking about like how, I'm talking about how, how we see those things, how, how we, like the, the same event can happen and we can look at it in multiple ways. And Satan wants you to look at it in a way that's not truth. There's a way to look at something in truth. And there's a way to look at it through a lens of deception. And, um, and I think we have to be very careful that we're developing a, and I said this Sunday, and I'll say it again here in this podcast, not a Christian worldview, because um, if you just look at that from a general sense, um, the church in general and, the, and Christianity in a corporate sense can get it wrong. They have got it wrong before. They, they, they have been on the wrong side of things. They they have thought they were doing something, and they just we don't we don't want a Christian worldview. And I, I want to go a little deeper than that. I want to go a little heavier. I want a biblical worldview. I want I want to view through the lens of the truth of the Word of God because His Word is truth, and the reality is that His Word speaks into every area that I can think of in life. If you want to know how to view something that's happening to you, you can probably you I know you can find it in Scripture. If you want to know how to run your finances, fine. You can find it in Scripture. If you're struggling with marriage, you can find some, some, some um, just ways to to really lean into that in Scripture. If you want to know how to deal with a bad boss, you can you can look at Scripture. You know that there's a there's the Bible is a is an incredible lens to de- help us develop real world view, and we we have to be careful. We have to decipher um, truth. From fiction. Now, let me just uh, walk through scripture with you. 
Um, Genesis 3, um, Satan comes to Adam and Eve, and he basically lies to them. He deceives them. He says, hey, you, you I know God says not to eat the fruit, but he, you can be like God. He, he, he deceives them. He, he puts some truth in it, and then he places the lie in the middle of the truth. He wraps, like, it's almost like um, the poison is, is there, and then he wraps the poison in something that's really good. In fact, if you look over in Matthew chapter um, 4, when, he, when he's tempting um, Jesus, he, so he, he does it again. He tries to deceive. He, he actually uses scripture. He uses verses sometimes to wrap up the deception. And now Jesus is obviously, Adam and Eve weren't smart enough to see through it, but Jesus was. And I'm telling you, that's what he does for us. He, he can wrap up these what well, we feel like are truths, there, there are, there's reality to them, or he, he wraps up these lies that he wants you to swallow with truth. It's almost like um, fishing, you know, you have bait, and inside the bait's the hook, and he, he's trying to hook you. And I think we have to be very mindful and, and watch carefully what we believe. Let me give you some other verses. John 8, 31 and 32 says this. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. All right, my word, which is basically what Jesus said, what he taught, um, the even the Old Testament, that's his word as well. Um, and you will be my disciples, and, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. There it is. Here, here's the, the, It's almost a worldview scripture. He says, if you abide in my word, you will be able to know or see through the lies to the truth, and the truth will actually free you. Um, later on, he says um, in Colossians 2.8, all right, so Paul's writing to the Colossian church, who's, and the churches always have had trouble um, in the New Testament with false teaching, teaching that was 90% truth but not all truth, and so they would they would wrestle through what is truth and not. So he, uh, Paul says, see to it. That no one takes you captive by philosophy or an empty deceit, according to human traditions, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. He says, "Take, see to it that you don't, you're not, you don't buy the lies. That you're not taken captive by a philosophy or an empty, um, empty deceit, which is an empty lie, because they they aren't going to point you to where you need to go." Um, I'll give you one more scripture. Um, it's, well, I'll give you two more. Um, one is in first Timothy four sixteen. He's talking to Timothy. He says, watch your life and your doctrine closely. All right. Think about doctrine. Doctrine is, is this idea of what do you believe? And, and if you want to go a little further in our discussion today, from here to there, it's not just what do you believe, but how do you see, how does that change the way you see things? Watch your life and doctrine closely persevere in them because if you do you will save your both yourself and your hearers he's saying if you hang on to truth if you can if you can see through a lens that lets you see through all the the hose um, the fire hose that's firing at you if you can see through that and see the reality of things then you will persevere in them you'll, you'll be able to hang on to the truth and you will be able to do what you're supposed to do and you will actually help those around you save themselves as well. Let God do the work in their life. Um, Romans 12, 2, which is a popular verse, says, do not be conformed to this world. All right. This is all about worldview right here in, in a lot of ways. 
don't think like they think. Don't do what they do. The, the world has a lot of um, entanglements. It has a lot of, there's a lot of deceit, a lot of, not on purpose. This is this is Satan using it um, to, to distract us from getting to there. But Paul goes on to say, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Think differently. Think well. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so there's a lot more we could talk about. The Old Testament, you know, and and Israel and how they fell for lies, um, how they wrestled with um, adding things to their faith and and, and started to believe partial truths and not partial truths. All all I'm saying is, and and I don't know it took a long time to get there to say it, is that we have to be careful. There, there is a liar out there who's trying to deceive and, and about your marriage, about who you are, your identity in Christ, um, about your fellow um, believers, about people in this world. Um, we have we have so we have to do two things. We have to know what the truth is, but then we have to believe the truth enough to let it change our actions. Um, that that the. The truth is just not something that we put on a sheet of paper, but that truth transforms us. Let, let me give you a for instance. Like, so if you believe that God listens to our prayers, he, he hears us, well, then it should, if you don't believe that, then there's no sense to pray and, and, and all that. So, But a lot of people say, yeah, I pray. I, I believe that. I believe that our prayers have power, and that God does things through our prayers, and he responds to them, and that that we have given been given access to the Holy of Holies. We can walk right into the throne room of God and ask him for our deepest needs. And we, we can say we believe that, but if, we, if we're not coming into the throne room, if we're not asking him for things, do we really believe that? We, we can believe in the image of God and people. And yet when we, when we speak badly about someone, we're speaking badly about the image of God. If we don't love the people that are tough to love, we, we are not loving the image that we believe in them. Does that make sense? Um, we have to not only believe something, we need to be able to tie it in into our life and, and let it engage in every area and then let it affect like the image of God, like the, the, every person, every single person, every age, every developmental um, level, every every race, every economic, every person is created is beautifully in his image, even though there's brokenness in there. And therefore, we have to treat them with respect and treat them really with love, that they have value, that they're not worthless. So the, the homeless person in the street has incredible value because of their image of God. So we, do we see that person with that image? Do we see the person in prison, coming out of prison, with the image of God view side, a worldview saying that they matter. Jesus came to die for them. See, you see how that plays into our worldview, how it can transition and transform us um, into not just saying that we believe something, but actually having it change and transform our life. I wanted to walk through some of the, I didn't get them all last uh, on Sunday. And so, so some of you missed them. I thought I'd run through them real quick um, just so you can know some of the da- dangers. And I could have had a lot more. And so I knew I was going to run out of time. But I wanted you to kind of hear some of those, uh, again, dangers like those warning signs. Uh, we see them all over the, the railroad tracks. You see the, the warning signs. 
um, saying, don't cross here. You know, the, the gates come down. It's a danger, danger. Um, you may see the caution tape around something that's broken or something, a hole in the ground. You see uh, um, deer crossing danger signs. You know, that this this idea of warning us. There's warning signs in almost every cup and every um, meal that we buy from. There, there's there's warning signs on anything that you buy from uh, like Lowe's. There, there's this idea, be careful of. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be, be careful of these things that can Satan can use to creep into our life. I mean, to start, the, the first one is, the, the one danger sign is 90% truth. That Satan can wrap some, a lie, a deceit, something that's not true, and he wraps it with 90% truth to make it sound like it's truth. And it's a, it's a dangerous thing, because sometimes we can, where they say that, uh, swallow it hook, line, and sinker, we take all of it, and we, we don't do a very good job of, of reading a book or hearing a sermon or hearing a podcast and deciphering the truth from the lie. You know that all podcasts have some version of truth in it. There, there is some reality to it. Every article has truth in it, probably. Now, it may not be 90%. And then there's probably a lot of articles that have 90% truth in it, and yet there's still 10% that isn't true or maybe less than that. And we, as we look at the through the lens of Scripture, we have to know that there are there might be things wrapped into truth that may not be true. We have to be able to see the lies within the truth. And the only way you can do that, by the way, is to get in, get in God's word, get in his book, know the truth, and the truth will set you free, which he says this in the verse before. If you abide my word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So you need to get in God's word. Um, danger number two. The creating God in our image. This is very popular in our culture. Um, we we create, you know, we I said earlier that God created us in His image, but we've re, we've returned the favor. We we flipped the the script a little bit, and, and now we make God the way we want Him to be. Everyone can have their version of God. Everyone can make, make Him anything that they want Him to be. They can make their own superhero in some way. They 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 use the term that God is love. Therefore. He will do this. And yet a lot of times they don't trace it back into the scripture. They don't have any evidence of it. They just use one um, verse. And a lot of times they'll use a verse out of context. If you know what context means, it means what's around it. And they'll try to proof text or prove what they feel by creating God in their image. But but you, it's a danger. God's not made in our image. God is who he is. I, in fact, his name, Yahweh. I am who I am. We can't, we can't by saying it, change him. We have to know the reality of him. We have to get to know who he is in scripture, that the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. The God of justice is the God of love. The God who created the world is a God who, who's going to bring, bring judgment to the world. There, there is a, there's a wholeness to who he is. And we take all of those things into account and in, in understanding. And then we realize that even in all the doctrines of who he is, all his characteristics that we see in scripture, he is still greater. He is still more. Um, we can't shrink down God down into our, our, our understanding. And maybe I'll put it this way. If you don't disagree, if you, if there's not some things about who God is that, that kind of, um, were not worry, 
If, there, if there's not some things about who God is that you can't figure out that that, that don't naturally flow, if you don't have that, then, then maybe your God's too small. I'm not saying it very well, but this is what I'm trying to say, that God is beyond us because he is God. Therefore, we cannot make, we we will not understand everything that he does. And we cannot bring what he does down to manageable steps or beliefs that we want to believe. Now, let me give, give you something else, another danger, another warning sign. You, there's this idea that you need something more, something different than Jesus. Um, and this is subtle. You know, we... we 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 need a good paying job. We we need to live in a certain area. We need a certain level of education. And sometimes I think in the in the Christian culture, not in the biblical culture, but in the the the, the Christian worldview, many people are more excited about their kids or grandkids and what job they have than they are about their relationship with Christ. Would you would you rather have your child or your grandchild or someone that, that's close to you, would you rather them, them have Christ with nothing or a good paying job without Christ? And I know that the way we answer that is, of course, we want our kids to have Christ, but we want them to have both. And we may value one more than the other. We have this formula at the church, um, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And, we can't add to Jesus has done all that he has done, and that is enough for our forgiveness, for our healing, for leading us to there. Um, we can't get to there by any other way than Jesus. And if we try, then that is a danger. That is a lie. Now, let me just add that just a little addendum that I, I said on Sunday. That doesn't mean that we we don't do counseling or we don't um, take medicine or we don't we do it underneath the lordship of Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean we don't read books to 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 learn to grow. We we do it underneath the lordship of Christ. We we see what Jesus wants to do and then we step into that direction. Jesus is first. We don't need legalism. We don't need self help. We need Jesus, and then we follow Jesus in those other areas of that. We do need counseling sometimes. We we do need. Um, medicine sometimes. So so we need to, to put the order right. Another danger is uh, syncretism. And it's a, it's a complicated word, but it really just means we take the truth of Scripture and we keep adding to it. We add other, we're like, oh, I like that. It's, like, it's the a la carte way of doing Christianity. I like this piece. I like this piece. I like this piece. I don't like this piece, so I'm going to have this piece back in. But I like this from the Muslim faith. I like this from our culture. I like this from this people. I, I, like, I like this book. I like I like what Oprah says here. I like, I like what uh, um, this leader says here. And then you start adding it all together. So that's the, that was the Old Testament issue. They worshiped at the temple. They knew, they knew the doctrine of God. They had the, had the, the Old Testament books. But they added to it some bales, some some um, false gods. They kept adding to what God had clearly said. Don't add to this. Uh, danger number five: um, ignorance. Here's what Matt Chandler um, says. He says we are ill prepared theologically to understand suffering. We're we're, and I would say bigger than that. We're 
because we are not um, rooted in the Word of God, the majority of followers of Christ can are ill-prepared theologically or worldview-wise to handle any of these things firing at their firing at them from their culture or their life. Where we don't know God enough, we don't know the truth enough to be able to decipher truth from lie. And so he used the, the, the suffering side. We look at suffering and we have this view of it and we are not, we don't know, we haven't looked in scripture enough to know how God views suffering, that he acknowledges it. He, he says it's going to happen. He writes a whole, he, he gives a whole book of Job on it. And, uh, we, we, we can't, not knowing is not an excuse to not work toward knowing scripture so we can have the correct worldview. Let me give you another danger, number six. Uh, putting the word of God in buckets. Uh, maybe another way you could say this, disconnecting maybe the Old Testament from the New Testament. Um, I, that's a danger. He, Jesus says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. He's not, there's not two different gods, Old Testament, New Testament. Um, he is the same God at work. In fact, the first Timothy says all scripture is God breathed all scripture. And it's there so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So you, you can't disconnect. You can't take scriptures that you don't like and put them in a, in a, in a bucket, call it a cultural bucket or a, um, this, this is why the scriptures in there. So we can just throw that away. All scripture is God breathed. God, God has, has, has brought that into the his word for a reason. And we may have to wrestle with that, but we can't just cut out the parts that we don't like. We need to wrestle with the parts we don't like. Let me give you another danger. Um, false teachers. There are some great writers, pastors that are online, um, leaders in the in the modern Christianity who Again, ninety percent truth, and and a lot of good things that they say, and they're very passionate, and they're they're very easy to they tell some great stories. But you can't take those pastors and leaders without hearing some of the false teaching that they may be sharing, and so you have to listen to every speaker with a critical ear. Is this truth? Is the prosperity gospel shows up sometimes in in, in some of these pastors, or there's some other um, doctrines that are very sometimes dangerous and we can't just because everybody likes them and they're very popular and then they're the best selling list do we, we we don't swallow everything that they say hook line and sinker we, we have to be able to discern the very thing that god has called us to to hear and to to experience and so we're going to stop there um today um there's a lot of information there and, and i'll share the other five maybe at some point but i wanted to, to, to get you thinking and and process and moving you from here to there and so here's here's the goal here's what i want you to do is i want you to lean into the word of god fall in love with it take, take something that you're listening to take take the the issue of um the virus and how do we see that through the lens of scripture? How do we see racism through the lens of scripture? How do we, maybe there's a specific issue you're dealing with. How do we see it through the lens of scripture and, and start studying and know, be theologic. And this, these are big terms I don't use a lot of times. Be theologically sound in the way that you see everything happening in the world. Let scripture be the, what holds you to the truth. Even when sometimes um, your experience may not be holding to the you're like, my experience doesn't match up with what scripture says. Hold to the scripture. Because sometimes we just don't aren't interpreting the experience right, or maybe we just haven't waited long enough to see how it all plays out. 
So uh, and, um, thank you for uh, joining us, joining me today uh, from here to there. Uh, we'll be doing some other um, recordings and other uh, podcasts here over the next few weeks. Uh, hopefully it's helpful. Send me your questions, send me your thoughts. Um, we'll keep working to make it better, but hopefully it gives you something to listen to and think about as you're walking, running, or doing whatever you're doing today. So thank you for being part of our podcast. Have a great day. Thank you.